HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Welcome to the Grape Nation on the road on the Heritage Radio Network. We are in Norwalk, Connecticut, as part of Norwalk Now Crush Week at the Global Wine Dinner at Washington Prime. And I happen to be sitting with the proprietor of Washington Prime in Norwalk, Connecticut, and we are talking to Rob Moss. Um, Rob is also hosting our Norwalk Now Global Wine Dinner. So welcome to the Grape Nation, Rob. It's great to be here. Thank you very much. All right, so let's talk about you first. So you've been around the restaurant biz for years. I have. I have. Um, Give us a little background on your journey in life in restaurants that got you today to Washington Prime, which is this beautiful restaurant in the Sono District of Norwalk. Well, yeah, and thanks again for being here. Um, Yeah, you know, the restaurant world really came to me by... Uh, experiencing it as a um, as a young child, I started out bussing tables and running food and working in kitchens. And um, you know, I actually went to school for finance, um, <laughs> but it, something always pulled me back into the restaurant business, and it was the love of just hospitality and taking care of people. Um, and I was very grateful that I had a supportive family that took me, whether it was the best restaurant in the world, or whether it was, you know, Mustard's Last Stand, this little hot dog sh- place right outside Famous. of Evanston's. Right. You, you know, you can see the the artistry and the love for hospitality and taking care of people at, at both of those types of establishments. So, and uh, made me want to be a part of it. So that drew you into it. Tell me about some of the places you started working and doing and when you got into your own places. Yeah, so I actually started um, really um, my first kind of big career job was right down here on the street at a restaurant down the uh, street called Match Restaurant and got to work uh, there with uh, some great people including Chef Matt Storch Um, and uh, you know learned the trade there Uh, from there went on to work for a restaurant company um, where I really had just such a fun time uh, being on a team that that did 360 degree uh, turnkey type restaurant uh, stuff which was which was awesome. So uh, designing the Fairmont um, uh, hotel up in in Boston, we did the Oak Long Bar and Kitchen up there. Um, you know, doing projects like that all the way out to Hawaii and. Um, so really when, when did you get the bug <laughs> to open and own your own place? And what was it? When was it? Yeah, you know, I I was careful. I I did along the way. You see how successful you can be in the restaurant business and you also see how 
tough it can be. And I, I think the smartest thing that maybe I did, if there is something that I did that was smart, was to hold <laughs> off and not... Don't be so open. hard on yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, it was to hold off, you know, and really learn all aspects of it before I dove in, because it is not easy. And if you're not prepared, um, even after doing it for 10, 12, 15 years, um, you know, it can be tough. Um, so patience. Patience was a big part of it. And learning, l- listening to mentors and, and friends and... All right, so that being said, yeah. at some point you pull the trigger, and that is when and where. Well, you're sitting in the uh, restaurant right now. So this is your this, first? This was our first, uh, first baby, as I call them, um, that I actually uh, got to keep. Uh, you know, it's, I always looked at the restaurants that I used to design as kind of right. kids I had to give up for adoption. So I finally said, you know, this, this, one, uh, this one I'm going to keep, and, uh, you know, we've, we've been here almost five years now, and it's been terrific. So about 2013, 14, you opened. 2014, we opened. What's interesting is, you know, we're doing a podcast, so there's no visual. You know, when a guy goes into the restaurant biz for the first time, he opens like this nice little intimate restaurant. This place is massive. <laughs> I mean, how how tall are these windows? Yeah, I mean, there's multiple rooms, huge bar. We were you very blessed. Hard. Yeah, we were right? blessed to uh, to do it. We built it from scratch. So, um, you know, one of the most difficult things was is building it from scratch, not taking a pre-existing space. And we really found a beautiful spot here on the corner with all the beautiful windows here, and uh, it's just been a real blessing to be here. So, so when you opened, what was your objective? I mean, what, what and what, I guess what was your mission? What, what did you want to bring to the community? Everything you learned, you wanted to present what? Yeah, well, I think that, you know, again, it was taking care of people. Um, we, we really have, and, and especially here in, in Norwalk, um, which, you know, Linda does a great job with Norwalk now, and, and a lot of the restaurateurs that are on this street, it's a different environment than you see in other areas. Um, we Why? All su- well, we all grew up down here. We all started, all the people that own restaurants. People and, give a crap. They're part of the well, community. They, they give they a crap. We were friends. You know, we bartended together, waited tables together, right. and now we're, we're all proprietors, and we support each other. Um, and that's a really big thing and a special thing. Um, you know, we, if we're booked over here, and, or if a restaurant down the street, our buddies over at the spread are booked or something like that, they'll right. send people our way. We communicate. We talk about events. Um, we plan, a, a, you know, a calendar around each other to, to help the success. You know, all, uh, all high tides raise all boats. And business has been good? Business has been good. That's yeah. great for everybody. For everybody. Great. Um, does this sound familiar? Quality food and drinks presented by an attentive staff set with a vibrant and comfortable space. That That's sounds you, right? good to me. <laughs> I mean, is that your fair mission statement? Yeah, I think so. We wanted to create an environment here that wasn't too hoity-toity. Right. Um, most steakhouses have the, the wood walls and the white tablecloths, and we wanted to kind of let our hair down and let people come in and and relax and, and treat it like a clubhouse and, and have some fun. I think the menu reflects that, but we'll get to that. But let's talk about the wine list, wine, how important that is to you. Sure. First, tell me a little about the wine list. I mean, what was your objective when you put it together? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Fairfield County is a, is a unique area. Um, if I really got to do the ultimate dream list that I wanted, I don't think it would look something like this. Um, it would be more eclectic. I think I would have a lot more Chateauneuf de Pops and things like that, that you know, from global um, menu. Um, we are domestic uh, cab heavy on our list. But stop there for a second. Sure. Isn't that the perfect example of 
it's not what you want or like. Absolutely. It's understanding your marketing customer. Yeah, and, that, and so that's you so never, true. You never, you know, swayed away from that. Yeah, and it's, okay. so, it's so true because when we taste wine too, there are wines that I don't particularly like varietals, but I taste them and I say, you know what, that, that 40-year-old young lady from Wilton is going to love this wine. Right. You know, and, that, and that's Thinking what we, we have to. Yes, absolutely. So that being said, what are you stocking um, to sure. sell her with? Sure. We, we have everything um, from big Rutherford cabs, you know, the opuses of the world. Um, so you said heavy domestic. Heavy domestic. Steakhouse reds. Yep. Cabs. Yep. A lot of Napa. A lot of Napa. Um, we do have some great Washington State cabs. Okay. Um, we, we have some great Zins. Um, we do dive into Malbec and um, more of the South American wines a bit. Um, those those tend to sell very well here. Um, and the whites, you know, we do have French have wines, a, but they're more You have more a decent amount of seafood, you know, shellfish. Yeah, we bar. do. So you need to have whites. Yep. So what are you putting up against that? Well, we have, you know, obviously Savion Blanc. Um, we have a great um, Vermentino that we sell here that is just a killer bottle of wine. Um, From where? Just curious. Is uh, it Italian? Yes. Is it American? It is Italian. Okay. Um, and actually, most people don't, didn't know. I mean, we tried to keep everybody in their comfort zone here right um and we don't want to sit here and be guys that are educating our customers because that's never comfortable um but that is a wine that we started to introduce to people here and i tell you we can't keep it on the shelf it, it's it just a terrific sells. wine i yeah. mean i'm glad to hear that yep. you go out of the shard and uh yeah and, and actually one block un- a little and one unique wine that we have nothing. here is a chateauneuf de pop blanc um which i you know really I didn't even know existed, kind of as we started tasting wine. And I said, wow, let me try that. And it was delicious, and we've been selling that too now. Who does the wine? You? I do. Okay. (laughs) And, like, what inspires you? I mean, do you look at other lists? You read the market, like you said? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what else? It's a combination of all of it. Um, I have great um, people around us, um, from vendors to distributors who – who come in and we do tastings and try things and, and match it against food. Um, I actually sometimes, when our customers are here, I have some good customers who have great palates, and right. I invite them to our tastings before I put wines on the list. Right. Um, and I think that's a really nice part um, of the process. That is a good part. You know, when you get into Boston, you get into New York, even Westchester, some of the good restaurants, the wine program is such a big part as far as revenue and complementary to the food. Mm-hmm. I mean, does yep. that play a big role here for you, too? It does. And, you know, the one thing I said is I wasn't going to open up uh, a restaurant and make a massive wine list and overcharge people. We want people to so come reasonable in. is definitely an Absolutely. Insight. I mean... Not we, huge? That's right. Okay. That's right. And, and we want volume. We want people to feel like they can have two bottles as opposed to one big bottle and they're damaging the wallets and all that. So that's a big part of it, too. What about by the glass? Is that important, or it's more of a bottle place? Very much important. Do um, you go a little crazy with by the glass because you can? Or? We do. Um, okay. We do, and we sell it. I mean, for example, we have Justin Cab by the glass here. Um, okay. And that's something you will not see in a lot of places. We even have Overture, which is the baby opus, by the glass. Um, and it's a reasonable price. Um, right. Those are wines that we want to make sure... Uh, people can taste and try, um, but that are also accessible. Um, and we take a little bit of a hit, to be honest with you, because we price them correctly. We right. don't, don't want to rip people off. And you can have a um, 
in the uh, end, Ken it Wright. comes back to you. Yeah, Ken yeah. Wright, Pinot Noir, Pinot. we have by the glass. More, you, right. you don't see that anywhere. Um, right. And we do. And it's I mean, people bucks, that know wine glass. know that a good restaurant's not dumping wine by the glass, but offering some great selections. Yes. And it sounds like you do that. Um, talk to me about the menu. I mean, I've looked at it. It's pretty diverse. Yes. How... How would you describe it? And then we'll break it down a little. <laughs> it's a good question. There um, is a New England flavor or flair or touch to it. Is that fair? Yeah, I think that is fair. Um, you know, being down here on the water, we kind of wanted to keep some of that. You'll see lobster and, and seafood and scallops, and we have our local oysters that uh, Norm Bloom does right here from Cops Island, right literally off the coast here. And they, they come in right around the corner, and we bring it right to the restaurant. Um, they're spectacular oysters. Um, but the menu is diverse. It's eclectic. We well, didn't it's Washington Prime, so that yep. sort of leads you to well, we wanted prime the, meats. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But there's like a dozen other non-meat entrees. Well, our goal... Pretty, from ahi tuna to cauliflower. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Our goal was to create a menu that was, it was a new American restaurant with prime steaks. Right. So it wasn't a steakhouse or with an other eclectic stuff. American restaurant. That's right. It's so you'll see together. everything from octopus to right. short ribs to scallops to ahi tuna. Um, and we did that so it's accessible. You know, too many times uh, people will go, let's go to a steakhouse, and half the family doesn't want to go, right. or particularly the female demographic doesn't want to go. And this has something for everybody. I, I agree. You yeah. know, when I, and a ton of uh, a vast choice of appetizers. So if people want to know more, they can go online. Uh, WashingtonPrimeCT.com. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you could look at the menu location. You have another location, right? Uh, we do. Uh, okay. We have one up in Georgetown, which is about 20 minutes north of here. Okay. Uh, it's kind of more out in the woods, but uh, this one is right here. It's right off I-95, uh, exit uh, 15, and uh, very accessible. Got the train station here, right. too. And <laughs> uh, Tell me about your clientele. Local, business? Are you open for lunch? We are open for lunch. Um, yeah, we get a little bit of everything. Being close to the city and kind of right. in between Boston, too, and right off 95, it, it, we, we get everybody coming from traveling for business. Um, but we have a good local following around right. here, too. Yep. Regulars. Yep. All right, I do a thing every week on the show called The Wine List. I okay. ask all my uh, guests five questions. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, you can handle this, all right? Okay. Um, buzz through them, don't dwell on them, and just give me your best answer. Okay. So the first question, and I'm going to ask you guys this now, so you get a preview. First question is, what are you drinking now? And when I say that, it's what are you trying, tasting, seasonal, you know, what's on the bar, what's at your house? Sure. You know, that's now. Yeah, I actually... Um uh, just was tasting some Zins, um, going through Zins right now. Okay. Um, just starting to get into the colder weather. Still not full body blown away cabs. Anything but, you're liking on this? Um, yeah, you know, I, I actually was drinking the Rombauer. We have a Rombauer dinner on Tuesday. Rombauer um, Zin? Yeah. Okay. Rombauer Zin and, and, and even their cabs. Um, very actually, popular wine, right? Yeah, very popular wine. I actually just had a, um, uh, I just tried Purple Angel, actually. Uh, which is a Caminere, uh, 100% Caminere, which I've never tried before. From, that's a big South From American Chile. It, delicious it's grape. Absolutely phenomenal. All right, good answers there. Okay. <laughs> Rob Moss's favorite wine and food pairing. Oh, boy. Something that you could think of or you go back to. I mean, you probably don't do it a lot, but I would take uh, some beautiful uh, blue cheese or okay, like Ro Rockford cheese with a little 
honey or truffle honey and just nail that with a nice Bordeaux or... Okay. Yeah, that's... First that's time me. anybody. <laughs> um, I ask this to our guests. Usually it's New York if they travel. Do you have a favorite wine restaurant or bar? Could be here anywhere where the service selection knowledge towards wine is good. I mean, besides here. <laughs> yes, I, you know, there's there's a lot of good places around here. Um, uh, actually, one of my favorite people that I um, hang with, who's actually a sales rep with me now, used to be a uh, sommelier with us down at Gabriel Steakhouse in Greenwich. Um, I love I love hanging with him and talking wine. Um, at his place? So he's not there anymore. Okay. So now he's actually my rep, So which is great because we, okay. we, we taste and try everything. Um, but he was probably my favorite place to go okay. when he was there. Place for, is still there? Still there. Yeah, okay. still, still doing well. Do you have a favorite all-time wine? And when I ask that, it doesn't have to be the most expensive. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be the rarest. It's something that is memorable to you. That's a favorite. A special wine in my heart for some personal reasons too, but is, is Quintessa. Okay. Um, I've a always, Napa wine. Yeah. By yeah. Augustus Huneus. Huneus, yep. Right. Huneus wine, you which we that? actually we did a Huneus dinner about uh, four months ago okay. here. Okay, that's was awesome. a great wine. <laughs> All right, tell me this. You should be able to answer this. Um, I like to give our listeners a little intel. Best wine around 15 20 bucks retail. You can go wine, you can go category, grape, like Muscadet. Um, you can go maker. What's a good wine? My kids are in their 20s. They're going to dinner parties. They can't bring crap wine, but they can't afford $40. Mm-hmm. What's, what's good? You must come across it here. Yeah. That's um, a good question. I got a, a number of them racing through my head. Give me one red, one white. Well, I think for a red, if you're looking for something like a, like a cab, um, you know, I drink a lot of Franciscan. Okay. Um, which is just good a really, really great cab, solid for the price. Um, I think that's a nice wine. Give me a white. Uh, for white, um, that's a good question. Uh, I'm more of a Sav Blanc drinker because okay. I, I kind of got... you find some reasonable value yeah. stuff? Um, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. Um, you know, I, I, I do like All right, leave New it Zealand. at Sav, New yeah. Zealand Sav uh, Yeah, Blanc. I do like You're New right. Zealand. But not yeah. too grapefruit over the top, right. smash you in the face type not of thing. Not that citrusy grass. Yeah, yeah, a little more balanced And there are it. some expensive ones there, but there's some, some good values. So we'll put that as New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. Okay. All right, good job there, Rob. Thank you. Thanks. All right, Rob, <laughs> thank you for joining us on The Great Nation. Thanks for telling us a little about uh, Washington Prime and the neighborhood and all of that. Um, Thank Hopefully you for we'll me. see you again. And Rob is hosting a uh, global wine dinner tonight uh, that is part of the uh, New York Now Crush event going on uh, this week. So thank you, and hopefully we'll see you soon. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you.